They say that experience is the best teacher, and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello, and welcome once again to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, hosted by the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. The guy we are meeting today is Tom Poland. He is a hey, multiple... Michael. Hello. So Tom is a multiple best-selling author, uh, best-selling marketing author with over 37 years experience in sales and marketing. He has also started, managed, and sold multiple businesses, including teams of over 100 and revenue more than $20 million. At time of writing, Tom is currently working with clients in 27 cities and 15 time zones around the world and describes himself as voluntarily married, living in a house on the sand next to the blue waves at Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. So welcome, Tom. G'day, Michael. Thanks for having Excited me. Excited to have you here. So, I, so first I got to ask you, voluntarily married, what, what does that mean? Well, I, I guess the implication is that last time it wasn't so voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I just throw that in there so that the bio isn't too bland and plain and boring. Mm, yes. Yep, that does my, get My wife, out. incidentally, has never read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and neither is she likely to, fortunately. Otherwise, I might be answerable. Yes. So so you're working with people around the world, uh, we said, 27 cities, yep. 15 time zones. Yep. Um, and you've done quite a few things. Um, and I know you yep. do a bit of a bit of magic around bringing people together and sharing resources. Talk a bit about uh, how you create powerful collaborations. Well, it, it's, you know, way back when I heard someone speak about OPM, other people's money, how if you could borrow other people's money and leverage off it, you could make a lot of money in property. And then I heard about OPT, other people's time. And if you could hire people, you could make a lot of money, help a lot more people. And because you'd employ people and outsource and so on and so on. And then I stumbled across the concept called OPN, Other People's Networks. Ah, yes. And I found the same principles that applied to other people's money and other people's time applied to other people's networks. For mm-hmm. example, for example, for many years, I thought that the purpose of my email list was to promote my stuff. It's reasonable, right? I mean, that's, yeah, you know, build your email obvious, list yeah. and you can sell your stuff and promote your stuff and people buy your stuff and create a followership and be a thought leader and all that stuff. It's all, it all makes perfect sense and it works. And then I discovered that if I used my email list to promote other people's stuff, then I could gain reciprocal rights to promote my stuff to their email list. Mm-hmm. And I would fif- now have access to 50 email lists, not just one. Mm. Now, that's that's a game changer. That's yeah. an absolute game changer. So so that's that's the core of why I do the collaboration. It's purely selfish. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all of my marketing, I like to think is karma marketing, K-A-R-M-A, not the relaxed sort, but hopefully it's relaxed enough. So, so in other words, you give, you give and you give and you give and you give, but you understand that uh, as you're giving, the people who are smart enough to know how dumb they are in your area of expertise will want to hire you and help them with, with that knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. The people who aren't yet smart enough to know how dumb they are will think they can do it themselves. 
and so you can't help them anyway. And the people that really don't have the money to pay you, you can't help them. So whenever you're writing books or whenever you're running web events, uh, give because the people who aren't smart enough to know how dumb they are won't hire you. The people who are broke won't hire you. But the people who are smart enough to know need your help and have got the money will hire you. So just give the farm away uh, with the caveat that let people know that they need you to help them implement if they want to do it fast and quickly. But other than that, give stuff into other people's networks in exchange for the, you giving them access to your email and, and you'll suddenly 50 times the power of your reach. And that's why we're now a global organization and not a New Zealand organization, which is where I, where I started from. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that, that's very powerful. I think what I love about you know, o, OPN versus OPM or OPT is that, especially with like you know, other people's time, tends that there's often a little bit of a, um, a, a parasitic relationship. You know, the, the boss <laughs> is getting more out of it than the employee is. Uh, o- OPM, probably not as much if you're borrowing. Oh, there can be. Oh, there can be. I mean, the whole, you know, people know OPN as joint ventures. And mm-hmm. the, the joint venture market is the same as any other industry. There are absolute dipsticks in it, and there's some really caring divisions oh, yeah. in it. You know, and, and it's, I often describe the, the joint venture world, or OPN world as I call it, as like the Wild West without the sheriff. Someone rides into town, shoots a stranger, and then rides off and goes to another town and shoots another stranger. You know, people just do joint ventures and don't give a damn about the results and never check in mm. with their partner to see, was it good for you? Was it good for me? Uh, so it, it needs a lot of work to build the quality, I think. Oh, that's true. Um, okay. Yeah. That's but, very so, so it can be parasitic. It can definitely be parasitic, just like mm-hmm. OPT. But And just like OPT, it can be collaborative as well and, and a real okay. win-win. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, but I think more that the, the ideal... A lot of employers think like, well, of course, I'm going to do better than my employees do. Whereas in joint ventures, the the ideal is we're all going to win, whether or not we achieve that or not, whether or not people are on the ball enough. Um, yeah, no, and- I think there's another element as well. I mean, I do, I do, I, I'm inspired by your faith in humanity. I really am. Um, <laughs> but there's 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 three people, there's three types of people in the joint venture industry. This is the ones that I just described that ride into town, shoot someone, and ride off. And the market's so uh-huh. big, they don't really give a stuff. They just want to rape and pillage your email list. There are those people. They do exist. Uh-huh. Some of them are godlike in their stature and walk around the internet like they own half of it, and they don't. Uh, people are fawning all over them like a movie star. They're the ones you want to avoid, and they're, they're pretty quick to sort out. There are the ones that um, care deeply about you as a human being and about their prospects and about their clients and are very, very good at what they do. They're mm-hmm. the A-class ones. And then the ones that are that also care but aren't quite as good as what they do. So if you think of those three, three, three the first ones are essentially fraudulent. Yeah. <laughs> the last ones aren't quite as effective but are cool people. I'm happy to help them. Uh, the middle ones, that's the sweet spot. And that, a lot of people that you know, that I know that you've mentioned to me, people like Iman Age, people like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Ace, et cetera. These are high quality individuals who can yeah. knock it out of the ballpark as well. Absolutely. But, yes. Beware when you go into JVs, you're going into a shark tank. Yes. Um, now, I for, from our previous conversation, I believe that some of what you do is to help people avoid getting bitten by the sharks. Yeah, we, we do. I mean, we have quality control filters and we do due, due diligence on partners that are introduced to us before we have meetings with meetings like this. Uh, we, we have an algorithm, we have uh, data miners, we have fact checkers, if you like. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, a lot of the, when joint ventures are done or OPM partnerships are done, a lot of that is done after the, the actual campaign has been completed. You know, was was our partner great? Were we great? Was you know, people do think about that. They walk away at least with an impression. 
We want to do that beforehand. It's it's a little bit like an insurance company doing the underwriting at the point of claim. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like some insurance companies do the underwriting. They make you fill out a lot of forms and they check your background. Get yep, you're a good bet. We'll we'll go ahead with that. And others do it where you point a claim. They go, yeah, no, no, we're going to check this out. Let's get the private investigators out. So with, with, with JVs, you really want to do your due diligence with on individuals before you meet with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, you, you, you're going in blind. And that, that can, and, I'm, and, and most of the people in the JV, well, I have to say, are great people. It's just that there are a few, unfortunately, like every industry, you know, you know a couple of rot, rot, rotten apples can spoil the whole barrel, right? Right, yeah. right. So, so we, we have people who do the data mining and who do the quality checking and do the quantity checking prior to us actually engaging in a one-on-one meeting with, with anyone. Okay. Um, now, so, so your, your business, is that actually helping people to, to do JVs? What, what do you yeah, do for it's, it's, look, it's a core part of it. Uh, so, so my business is all about marketing through webinars as distinct from physical events, which is probably just as well in the age of COVID. So, <laughs> but, but to run a webinar effectively, you need to have a few things in place. And one of them is you need a fresh audience every month. So our, our, what we teach with our clients is you run one webinar a month. And if you do the follow-up system and the webinar well, you'll have new client inquiries pretty much every week of the year flowing in. And these are high quality. These are clients who understand what your fees are. They've agreed before you meet with them one-on-one. They've agreed that they've got their fees, that they're ready to start, that they will make a decision when you meet with them one-on-one. They've agreed to all of those things before you meet them. So we're talking about some of the highest quality, uh, qualified, I should say, uh, prospects. They've been to your webinar. They know how it all works. Your webinar is not being a free training webinar. It's been a demonstration of how you work with your clients. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of things that people do, think should be done in the webinar world, which are, could be done a little bit better, I'm suggesting. And and the the quality controls is that to bring on JV partners to meet with people after the webinar, etc. All those quality controls need to be in place so that you're not wasting people's time and you're not wasting your own time. Mm-hmm. And and so the, the JVs, how do you, how do your clients structure that to... Uh... To maximum benefit. How do they? How do they find the JVs, or how do they yeah, so work they with, with different partners but, every month to bring? Okay, yeah, traffic? good question. So, so the core of the model is that that I, I practice and that I teach is that you run one webinar a month and you start with four partners who will email to their email list. They don't give you their email list. There's no breach of mm-hmm. privacy or anything, but they check you out. You give them a copy of your webinar so they can look at the replay and make sure it's going to be a fit and that the quality is good. So, and you quality curate their webinar or their book or whatever it is that they'd like to offer to your list. So you have four of those partners. Mm-hmm. You have eight prospective meetings with prospective partners every month. That's set up by the data miner who's gone through the algorithm and the quality, et cetera. So there are someone we have in the Philippines and we introduce our clients to the same people who do all the quality control using our systems and they set up the meetings for prospective JV partners with our clients. So our clients got two meetings a week with a prospective JV partner. Mm-hmm. One of them, on average, they will convert to someone who's promoting the webinar each month. So therefore, two meetings a week, that's eight a month, mm-hmm. four partners a month promoting the webinar. Okay. A client goes up to bat, promotes the webinar, which we've put, helped them put together, and then offers the call to action, which is to book a consult. The attendees at the webinar click on the call to action. They know what the fees are already. And before they get to the booking link to book a time with our client, they have to check a box to say, yes, I understand what the fees are. And I've got that on my budget. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm ready to start. If we agree, it's a good idea. Yes, I will make a decision on the call, assuming I have access to all the information that I need. And yes, I understand it's not a sales ambush, thank God. And neither is a free idea session. It's just a conversation between two adults as if we work together. 
So they've checked all those boxes and then they've booked the consult time. Mm, so nice. the way my clients work with their partners is that they do a quality control meeting, first of all, confirm that they want to work with that person, book for them to promote the webinar once a month, and lead generations follow from that. Mm-hmm. That's and, not the and, whole system, though. There's yes. really, really important. Sorry to do yes, it. This sounds like half the system. I, I paused too long there. So yeah. the really important thing is that every month my client is running debrief meetings with those partners to confirm uh-huh. that, you know, was it good for you? Um <laughs> You know, did, did we do what we said we were going to do? And I'm never too worried about the actual results. I'm concerned, did we, uh, as as a partner, do what we said we were going to do? Did we get the traffic to your to registration page? What happened at the webinar? That's kind of up to our partner. And for our partners promoting us, what happens at the webinar, that's up to me. But we want to do that debrief. And that's, again, a quality control point. I want every partner to walk away. I want every partner of my clients to walk away happy that they engaged in that cross-marketing exercise. Anyone that is a great partner is going to be actively marketing. And a year later, they'll have fresh prospects on their email list. So a lot of our partners year on year on year will be promoting us and we'll be promoting them. And that's that gives you a bit of an idea of the JV systems. There's uh, data mining is done in the Philippines mm-hmm. by in the Philippines by a freelancer with using our quality control systems. The prospective partner meetings are set up bookings are done for partners to promote the monthly webinar and debrief meeting happens. And at the debrief meeting, and this is really, this is where most of the money is made. And it's amazing to me that 99% of the people in JV world never do debrief meetings. Never. 99%. I mean, literally 99%. They just go to the next town and shoot someone, another stranger. <laughs> but the debrief <laughs> meeting is to make sure your partner is happy with what you did, but it's mm-hmm. also to elicit referrals. So you're going to give your partner referrals to three other people who can play the game at a similar level and they'll do the same. So you've done four partner promotions a month. On average, you're going to end up doing three debriefs because someone won't turn up. And at each of the three debriefs, you'll gain three referrals to other partners. So every month you're picking up another nine referrals. Of those, on average, you'll meet with six and you'll immediately convert three into future partners. So it's a snowball. You're not only yeah. getting more and more partners every month, but you're also growing the quality because on average of the three referrals you receive, one will be able to get you more email subscribers than the referring partner, one about the same and one less. So every 90 okay. days, you're spiraling up and accessing larger and larger email lists. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and so, so the partners, what are they getting out of their, is this again, a percentage of the revenues or what's the, what's our, the our, our, our plan A is, all, <clears throat> is always a reciprocation. Okay. Our new clients generally don't have much of an email list, if any email list at all. So one of the first mm-hmm. things we want to do is work with them on getting an a, a, establishing a high quality email list relatively quickly so they yep. can get into that OPN game of doing reciprocation. If they don't have that email list, then they can offer affiliate fees. But even in the affiliate world, uh, in most cases, what your partners are going to be after is reciprocation more than affiliate fees. Interesting. So typically, our monthly webinar, we'll do a reciprocation. No money changes hands. We'll do the debrief. We'll do the referrals and everything else. That's our monthly model. That's relentless. And I don't initiate any of it. And with my clients, what we teach them is you never initiate your own marketing because you don't want to do it. 
It's like a dog trying to meow. Can you do it? Yeah, it's going to sound ugly, but you could do it, but you don't want to keep doing it. So that's got to be outsourced to the Philippines. And the reason the Philippines is their English is probably better than mine. Um, <laughs> they're very loyal, they're conscientious, hardworking, just terrific team members. So we outsource all the initiation. So um, where was I on that? I, I lost my own thread. <laughs> well, let me put it back to you. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you reciprocate, and so you're going to you use your, your Philippine you. team to bring in your... Thank you. Um, yeah, so the monthly model is four partners. Mm-hmm. We cross-promote, reciprocation only. Once a year, a launch, multiple partners, and that's one way. So that's just them promoting us and that we pay affiliate commissions on. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's sounds quite complex, but also very powerful. Look, it is it is complex, but you don't obviously you don't. <coughs> pardon me, you don't start with that level of complexity. You as you build your team, right. you build the systems and processes. So all of our clients start with first of all, let's get an email list established so you've got that asset as a trading for the trading mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and then let's get your data miner set up to do the identification, the qualification, the quantification, and the approach. Mm-hmm. So our clients, are, 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 the beautiful thing about it, the way we do it is our clients just wake up on a Monday morning and there are meetings booked. And the meetings with, are with high quality prospective partners that have been well, mm-hmm. you know, due diligence has been done on them. We know they're looking for opportunities already. There's no convincing, there's no selling required. You know, Our clients are meeting with people who are going to want to do some sort of cross-marketing, some sort of JV, some sort of OPM partner swap. And this and, is... And then- and then your clients will promote something that the partner's doing. Correct, correct. And, and that the t- something is normally a webinar swap. That, okay. that's, that's always plan A. It's always easier and faster and simpler to offer someone the reciprocation using the same medium that they want to promote. Hmm. Okay. So Makes part sense. of the data mining is let's find people who are already running webinars in this case. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I see. So it's webinar for webinar and... So yeah, if, if an audience that goes to webinars, then yeah. In, so what in at the core? What effective marketing is all about? It's it's nothing to do with selling, right? So effective marketing is putting an offer in front of someone who we believe we have a high level of confidence they're already looking for that offer. Mm. That makes life a lot easier. There's no convincing. If if you want to if you want to sell something, find people who are already looking to buy that thing. Don't yeah. find people who are unqualified who are uneducated about the thing and try and convince them it's a good idea because it's a change of direction for them. Right. We want to intercept people in the, at the, the point in the same direction that they're already heading. Selling is convincing. Marketing is just confirming. Mm-hmm. But marketing requires more work up front. The old sales model, for example, with webinars or events is just get people booked for the call. And then it's twist their arm and tell them that the world is going to end at midnight if they don't buy on this call and what's plan B. And you have two different pricing options. And if you buy now, you'll get a bonus. You know, the whole hype worked up BS thing that that's right. totally manipulative. That's, that's, that's the worst of selling, if you like. And effective marketing doesn't have to do any of that because we're offering something that people are already looking for. But mm. the work with marketing comes up front. The work with selling is at the end. Wow. Yeah, that sounds... Sounds very powerful and, and much much easier. Much uh, you know, as well as the person selling, it's it's much less unpleasant. Well, it, it is. It's 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 easier if you're prepared to do that little bit extra work up front, right? And if you're prepared to be patient. Um, if if you just think it's about getting someone a call and manipulating them through BS sales techniques, then it becomes a lot harder for everyone. 
mm-hmm. call it milking mice. <laughs> you know, it's 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 hard for you to do, and it's painful for the mouse. Um, and we've all been on the wrong end of those sales ambushes, right? Yes. Well, let's book a strategy call. Let's do an ideas brainstorming session. We'll give you a mind dump, and it turns out it's just this big manipulative bullshit sales script they're running through with don't, twenty-one. Don't, don't you know, no, no is just a request for more information. <laughs> Actually, no means no. So <laughs> off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's the. I think it's kind of been, I'm seeing it, what appears to be a shift of, especially this more, you know, authentic, what I guess what you could call heart centered coaches and people getting out there, like they don't want to sell like that. And when no, they think but they, they, have but, to sell like but that, they do want people to buy, right? Yeah, they want people to buy, but, but, you know, if they think that's how they're supposed to sell, um, then I think there's a lot of people who didn't start businesses. So they're like, I'd have to sell and I, I just don't want to do well, that. that. I, I, that's so true because it's, because that's what gets the headlines. That's what you notice. You notice all these. And so it's easy for people to believe, well, I guess I have to bend my ethics out of shape in order to get some clients. Is that right? Yeah. Is that I have to say stuff like I have to be like this person who just presented this webinar and they were slimy and greasy and oily and I don't trust them. And uh, <laughs> I have to be like that. Oh, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll try that. It doesn't yeah. have to be that way. If you people buy when you intersect the right person with the right offer. Right. And it, it, it means that you need to have some volume. Because it's like if you imagine 100 sleeping bears in a forest and only three of them are hungry at any one point in time, mm-hmm. which of the three sleeping of uh, the 100 bears are ready for your product or service? You know, you've got some honey, you want them to eat it. Hopefully people understand that the, the, the bears are a metaphor for prospects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the three hungry ones are qualified uh, and your honey pot is, you know, so you can yeah. go running through the forest, jabbing bears in the ass, waking them up, waving your honey pot in front of their nose, hoping you've got one of the three, you know, one of the three percenters. Uh, if you do, you know, you, you strike a lucky, you're, you're good. You've got a new client. If you don't, you better be good at running because you're just pissing people off yeah. <laughs> or you can just, that, that's selling. That's, that's, that's cold calling. That's putting out 10,000 direct mail letters. Whereas what marketing does is just push the honeypot outside the forest mm-hmm. and the three hungry ones wake up and come on out. And when we run a webinar with the right title, that title is the honeypot. That's the thing that draws the hungry bears out of the forest. That's the one that draws the people who have a need for what you've got to the webinar, the title yeah. is, is critical is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds very powerful. And, and yeah, again, much better. Like when, you know, when I'm, when I'm selling clients, my usual approach is here's how I charge. If you're interested, here's how you sign up. And that's the close. It's, I don't, I don't deal with overcoming objections. And I think it's also, you know, with coaching, I don't want to work with someone that I had to make promises to and, twist their arm to get in the program right then three like, weeks in they're gonna they're thinking they're like well yeah. it's really working is do i yeah. want to be here and no 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 it's, it's definitely and, and you and after a while you you know those people if, if they're on a call that the thing with the, the our model is that you have virtually none of those calls because everyone's been to a webinar first before the consult yeah you've had an hour with them and remember, it's not a free training webinar. It's a mm-hmm. demonstration of how you work with your clients to benefit, benefit, benefit. In our case, you know, how we work with our clients in 27 cities around the world, 15 time zones, whatever it is, to generate a high quality weekly flow of new client inquiries, mm-hmm. subtitled in, in one hour a month using webinars. So that's what you do is you position the webinar as a demonstration of how you work with the clients to lose weight, better relationships, whatever it happens to be. They've had an hour with you. You've educated them how you work with your clients. You've told them what, at the end what your prices are, what your program's about very quickly. And then you've given them a link to book a time with you. If you want an example of that, there's bookachatwithtom.com. And you'll see at the bottom of the page, there are four checkboxes. 
that the people who have attended the webinar have to check. They have to agree that they've got the money to work with you, the timing mm -hmm. is good to start, and so on. Only when they agree to those terms and conditions do they get to access your console booking page. Yeah. So in this situation, you're only going to be talking to people who are well-educated, well-motivated, and well-qualified. So you don't tend to have those conversations about having to convince people it's a good idea or or even, or even exploring because you already know they want it. And this comes back to what I was talking about before about selling is, is convincing, marketing is confirming. They're going to come mm -hmm. to the consult meeting with you very clear. It's a very transparent and open value proposition. We're going to talk about whether we should work together. You have got the money to do that. The timing is good for you to start and you've agreed you'll make a decision on the call provided you have all the information you need. Is that fair? Yeah, that's probably fair. Let's let's rock and roll. Okay. And what I love too is, is the authenticity of you're using your system to promote your company that sells your system. Uh, yeah, the there's enough alignment there, isn't it? Yeah, the number of times I'll get like a cold email pitching a website or a Facebook message pitching some, yeah, a Facebook <laughs> message that pitches a program where you'll never have to cold call again. I'm yeah, like, well, or, it can't be or, working that well. Or a, linked, a LinkedIn marketing outreach that, that says, come along and we'll show you how to use Facebook advertising. Yeah. Because if yeah. Facebook advertising works so well, why didn't you get me through that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, we can say to, you can say, we can say to our audiences, you know, that, that they've come from someone else's network, from someone else's email list. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, so they are proof perfect that the system is working. Yeah. I think we've had 347 new clients in the last 12 months. Um, eight hundred and forty thousand dollars in sales, which you know is not a lot compared to some, but it's you know, I mean, you can't live on eight hundred grand, but it's a start, right? Um, <laughs> you know, eight hundred thousand dollars here, eight hundred thousand dollars there. Sooner so, or later, that's real money. So I always smile when I see emails or posts from people saying webinars don't work anymore. They kind of do. So maybe the way you're doing them is not working so well. But if you do them right, um, it ends up being quite a quite a lot of moving parts to do it well. Yeah. So you just can't do a Facebook Live and do one post and an article and expect to have a full a full house of people salivating waiting to hear what you say. You know, you got to mm -hmm. you got to do the thing right. Uh, yeah. It's like it's like a client I had once and it's way back when we were doing business development stuff. And he said, you know that that advice you gave me is really bad advice, Tom. I said, what was that? He said, well, you said I should hire a personal assistant. I said, what happened? Well, I hired someone and she didn't turn up on time. She was drunk by lunchtime. And I said, yeah, no, the advice was good. You just didn't execute right. You got a <laughs> bum personal assistant. So, do webinars work? I mean, they work exceptionally well. I, I can, as an introvert, I can sit here at home on the sand at Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. The last eleven years, one hundred and fifty-one cities we've had new clients in, <laughs> and that's all through webinars. And I know that wow. because we have a data scientist on the team, and he gets off on going through all of the shopping cart and making a note of everything and exporting things to God knows what and gives me the results. So, so yeah, they, they, they work well. And, and particularly during a COVID area where, where people are having flights canceled and they're having events canceled and I don't have to wear a mask. You don't have a mask. Look at us. Yep. That's true. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to vaccinate your business against pandemics, do webinars. Yeah. I love it. That is awesome. So if people want to learn more about you and work with you, what is the best way to reach you? Look, I, I think the best thing is to is to register for a monthly webinar and show up. So leadgendemo.live is the URL for that. Um, we, yeah, other than that is my email address. You're always welcome to reach out to me. I care about people individually. Tom at leadsology.guru. Um, but there's a whole bunch of ways you can interact. Uh, the main website is leadsology.com. If you go there, you'll you'll see lots of free stuff. But 
if you're interested in marketing webinars and generating that weekly flow of high quality new client inquiries in just an hour a month with a webinar, best thing is to go to leadgendemo.live and register for our monthly webinars. See how I do it. I love it. And then they can actually see it in, in action and say, can I see myself doing what Tom's doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if so, then Tom will help you to do what Tom does. So what a great fit. Well, Tom, it's been great having you on here. I've loved learning, you know, your system and how it all goes together because it seems like a very, very uh, clean and closed loop kind of system. Um, yeah. So I love the, the, the concept. It's a combination of, of science, but also with uh, taking care of people so that everybody wins, you know, win-win mm. all mm. the way around. So it has been great to have you on here. Is there anything that I've forgotten to ask that you would like to add before we... Uh, well, you didn't ask me how I get my hair so nice every morning. <laughs> But yeah, it's probably self-evident. It's not. It doesn't take much. Yes. <laughs> no, it's been great to be here. I, I appreciate your, your your you're a great interviewer. You you answered some questions. I think your observations on the way through are incredibly astute. And thanks for the opportunity, Michael. All right. Well, thank you. It's been fun. Cheers, everyone. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.